0: Good morning. As um, Mo said in the video alludes to, let me ask you a question. Raise your hands if you have already got your own word for the year. It's not a law, it's just a thing. Because I know some of you do it. I'm not gonna ask you what it is, but raise your hands if you've got a word for the year already. Okay, not so many of you, but a few of you have. Um, I've been doing this for years and years, and obviously the best I think about it The previous year. And this year, as I was going through it, I kind of thought I had it a few times, but then it was like, that's not it. It's close, but that's not it. And so today I'm going to reveal what it is, go on a little journey, and then I'm going to unpack it because it's a little different, but it's explosive. And when you find out what it is, I'm sure for many of you who don't have a word for the year, I've got one for you. And if we live this, I think this is going to be absolutely transformative in every sphere of your life and the people around us. So here we go. So initially, the scripture that came to me back end of last year that I went, oh, this this is a verse. This is a verse that I need to lean into. Psalm 84 verse 4, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Now the context of that is, next week I'm going to start a series, we'll go for as many weeks as we need to go for, and I've called the series, Consumer or Consumed. And we're going to walk through all of Psalm 84. The reason for Consumer or Consumed is this, for for many, many people, especially in the West, the church has has become somewhere I go to get. I go to consume, I I go to, oh, I like this, I like this, and our consumer culture has even meant that for many people, that's what church has become. Now, don't get me wrong, I absolutely want you to receive something each week, and we absolutely are here to give and receive from one another, absolutely. But there's a different mindset when it comes to, am I a consumer when it comes to the bride of Christ, the church, or am I consumed by her mission? And so even there's a phrase in the scriptures that says, zeal for your house consumes me in the Psalms. And then when Jesus turns the temple over, his disciples quote that. And they go, oh, it said, zeal for your house consumes me. So what are we consumed by? So I was going thinking, there's my word. My word's consumed. I'm like, "Nah." It just didn't sit. So I looked at my verse again. I went, there's something about this verse. Blessed, oh, blessed. I'll take that for the year. Blessed. Oh, yeah, blessed. You know, let's just go with that one. But I really quickly went, no. Blessed are those who dwell. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. This word dwell sat with me. I went, maybe it's dwell. It's a bit weird, but maybe it's dwell. But dwell where? In the house of the Lord. Why? In the presence of God. Maybe it's presence. Maybe it's, I need to be dwelling in the house of the Lord. I need to spend more time with God in His presence. Very often for those of us in full-time ministry, I've had this quoted at me many a time in different conferences. And that's this. It's guys... And he'll speak to him, they will say, be careful that you do not allow the work you are doing for God to destroy the work of God in you. And very often it's all about what we're doing for him instead of what who he is inside of us. So this dwell and presence, I'm like, okay, I, th- I think I'm getting there. And then it finishes, though, they are ever praising you. And when that, I finish off that verse, praising, praise praise is my word, praise is my word, praise the Lord. And then boom, a few weeks before Christmas, I was sat where I normally sit. I'm not sat there today, I'll tell you why in a minute. I was sat there and we were worshiping and it was like, bang, this is the word. So my word for 2024, what is it? Some of you have already heard what it is through the grapevine or through whatever means, probably gossip, but the reality is my word for this year is a little different, but get ready, my word for the year is Hallelujah. Now, oh you need to fasten your seatbelts because I'm going to be going pretty quick today on it, but this is going to be a recurring theme, especially in this series we're going to dive into next week and for many weeks, but I want it to be as significant. I know it will be as significant as our 2022 word, which was pray. Now, let me just dive into this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is this Hebrew word, hallel, praise, hallelujah, Yahweh, praise God. That's what it is. Praise God, which is where we get praise the Lord. Or is it? Because there's more. When you take real transliterations from it, you'll see that some Bibles, uh, because the word hallelujah, you might not even see it in your Bible. I'll show you where you can see it. But we've translated it, praise the Lord, which is not wrong. Praise the Lord. We'll see. praise the Lord in different phrases. And some praise the Lords aren't hallelujah, but some are. And we'll get to some of them today. But what it actually really was focusing in on was not just praise the Lord, but praise you the Lord. Some will even say, "Old oh, praise ye the Lord. Praise you the Lord. So what it's actually saying is, hey you, praise the Lord. So when it's hallelujah, this word hallelujah has this impact and it's threefold. Stay with me here. When we declare hallelujah, I'm telling myself to hallelujah. Des, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, you people. Okay, Americans. Hey, y'all, praise the Lord. You know, praise the Lord, y'all. That's that kind of a deal. It is. Like it's like, it's, there's something towards other people and yourself. So when I say hallelujah, I'm telling myself to do something. There's praise you, the Lord. And as a result, yes, praise the Lord. So it's to me and to other people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is a war cry. We'll get into it today. And an encouragement. A reminder, it's saying it to myself, saying it to others. Yes, then hallelujah to the Lord Himself, to the King. We lift our praises, praise the Lord. Yes, absolutely. But it is also, hallelujah is this divine word that is also a declaration to the enemy. So in the midst of your circumstances, and you can be in a really difficult, trying situation, you can declare hallelujah. You're telling yourself to praise the Lord no matter what the circumstances are. You are then praising the Lord, oh good. But when you hallelujah, in the middle of those things, the enemy goes, uh-oh. Because you're saying to him, you will not steal, you will not kill, you will not destroy. Hallelujah, in the middle of it all. And we'll, we'll, I'll demonstrate this through the scriptures today as we go. Now, uh, very often, um, well, I'll just say it. I, I don't just read Christian books. I read different ones from different secular writers. I'm interested to hear what culture is saying in different times and phrases. I'll listen to podcasts on people who are high performers, athletes, businessmen, people who have got these different habits going down. I'll I'll do all of that and I'll take it all in. And then recently I was reading something and I heard a podcast on it and I went, really? You think you're a genius on that one? they would spent obviously a lot of money researching what they discovered were the top three most powerful powerful influence actions we have on other people. Things that we do that other people, it has the biggest impact. All ages, throughout all time. And when we do it, it really brings a transformation to those people's lives. The research was all done and they came up with the top three. And I'm going, wow, but wow. The words were, they're on screen, encouragement, celebration, and love. These three, when humans interact and we live with an encouragement to all ages, has a huge return. You see, with children, when we encourage and we have a huge benefit when we are encouraged, and even when we encourage, something happens physiologically and psychologically, encouragement. They did the research. I'm going, yeah, okay, it's been in the Bible a lot earlier than what you guys said. Encourage one another, but it's there. I'll get to it. Celebration. There is something about humans getting together, isn't there? And when your team wins, it's like nothing like it. Celebration. It's someone's birthday. It's someone's wedding. Let's throw a party. We want to celebrate. There is something about celebration that actually, even if it's temporary, helps us to rise above where we're struggling. Even for those moments, it is like, it's a fuel. There is celebration, it's so powerful. And then love, obviously. And I looked at this and I was listening and I went, that's hallelujah. All over it. There's no, hallelujah is encouragement. I get to encourage other people when I say hallelujah. Because I'm saying to you, hey, you praise the Lord. Encouraging myself. Hallelujah, Des, praise the Lord. Encouragement in the Lord, I get to praise the Lord. And if I'm getting discouragement from the enemy, ha, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now celebration, what an awesome word. Even people who don't give a rip about God use the word hallelujah in celebration. Have you noticed that? They'll be there, oh, hallelujah, the traffic's lifted. You'll see it, won't they? Ha- hallelujah, fill in the blank. Whoa, hallelujah. am I like going, you've no idea what you just said. But there is something, it's an awesome celebration word. Hallelujah. But when we understand its depth, this is why it can be so transformative this year. So transformative. And then obviously love. Praise the Lord, expression. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Hallelujah powerful. I'm going, wow, the world's coming up with all these millions of dollars of research. So oh, we should be doing all these things. I know. God said it from day one. And yet we get this opportunity with just one unbelievable word to live it out. So once I got this word, okay, there's the word for 2024 is hallelujah. I have to ask her why. And what happened was And this is a good thing for you to maybe be helped with in your walk with Jesus. Sometimes you don't know what God's saying and you're reading the Bible. Just look over your shoulder. What did he say? Oh, there's something echo. There's an echo of what he said. And it can really help you. So here we go. So in 2022, my word for the year for the church was pray. It was unusual. It wasn't prayer. It was singular word, pray. It was an action. Why? Because I felt God called me, and I'm still on the journey, probably to the grave, and that is this. I needed to move from being a man who prays to becoming a man of prayer. And so it was my word for the year, and I, and I had to lean into that. I needed to learn, I needed to grow from becoming a man who prays to becoming a man of prayer. That then spills out and then into all of us here at Grace. And that is, I felt compelled that we as a church need to move from being a church that prays to becoming a house of prayer. That's why tomorrow is absolutely critical. Critical. A house of prayer. It's an identity. See, one of them is what we do. The other one is who we are. We can be a church that prays, What we do, or a house of prayer, it's who we are a man who prays, a man of prayer. So, when Hallelujah came in, I went, Oh, so quite literally, it was like I had these moments, and I went, So, what you're saying, Lord, is for me, I need to grow from being a man who worships, a man who gives praise, to becoming a man of worship, a man of praise in all seasons, in all circumstances. Not just somebody who worships as something I do, but somebody who worships as somebody who I am. I am a worshiper by identity. I praise the Lord by identity, not as an action on a good day. So with that in mind, I feel compelled that this year, like it was two years ago, this is a shift for us In a powerful way. And that is we as Grace over this year and the years ahead. Are absolutely unashamedly going to chase after the reality. That we need to move from being a church that worships. A church that praises. To becoming a house of worship. A house of praise. Therefore when you wake up and you come to the house of the Lord. Like the psalmist said. Let us go to the house of the Lord. Why? To worship to praise I'm going to just challenge you right now so what I'm saying is this you may come to the house of the Lord with lots of different reasons they're probably all valid but the primary one is the very presence of the Lord is dwelling in His praising people the Lord inhabits the praises of His people that's the absolute primary goal and things go from that when we're sat in His presence we can then open His word And we can hear from him. And the Holy Spirit can convict and help and encourage. But it is so, so important. So I want you, and as we invite people and people come, they come into the house and they go, say what? Our identity needs to move from being just a church that worships, they all do, but to become a house of worship, a house of praise. Hallelujah. So here we go with some scriptures. I could have had a lot. The psalms, many of them, not, not all of them, many of them will open a psalm with praise the Lord. But there are some psalms that open with praise the Lord, which is hallelujah, and end the psalm with hallelujah, praise the Lord. It's bookended with. And so there is this start and end. There's this open and close with hallelujah. I'm going to pick up some of them today, but let me just put this to you. What if this year you decided to start and end your day with one word, hallelujah? What if you decided to look at your work week and go, it's the first day of the week. The first thing I'm going to do is declare hallelujah at the start of my week. And the last thing when I leave, hallelujah at the end. Or whatever you, however you want to bookend your different moments. Some of you need to hallelujah the beginning and the end of your workout. Might just get you through. Some of you need to, whatever it may be, but as we discover this and we go into the richness of it, I'm gonna tell you, this absolutely is life transforming when we get a hold of it deeply. And so let's just go with some of the Psalms. So Psalm 117 starts and ends with it. The whole Psalm, I'm gonna read it. It's only two verses. Praise the Lord, all you nations. What? So the word is, hallelujah. All you nations, extol him, which means extremely high praise and victory. Extol is go over the top. Really to the highest above the highest. Extol him, all you peoples. So the hallelujah is, again, who's it being said to? Hallelujah, nations. Hallelujah, all you people. It's a declaration to other people to encourage. It's a statement to celebrate. It's a statement to love. Hallelujah. For great is his love toward us and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Hallelujah. That's Psalm 117. Now, Psalm 146 to 150. It's the last five of the book of Psalms. All five of those last Psalms Start and end with hallelujah. All five of them do. Let me just give you some beginnings and some endings because this will explain some of the how-tos of hallelujah and the significance of hallelujah. Psalm 146 then starts its way. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. I want to make it clear here. Hallelujah and singing are intrinsically, deeply connected. And for some of you, oh, no, worship's not just singing. I know it's not just singing, but it's intrinsically significant. The creator of the universe created music. In creation, he created music. Bird song wakes you up when you don't want it to wake you up. He created music, he created harmonies, enabled us to make these expressions and creativity. And the Psalmist would even say all those years ago, I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Hallelujah, I will. Why? Because it's for me, for others, to the Lord and the enemy needs to hear about it, Psalm 147. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise Him. It's like, come on, it's basically a paraphrase would be, hallelujah, it is so good when we get to pray together and sing His name. It is good and it is strong and it is healthy and it is encouraging. It is celebratory. It is full of love, Psalm 148. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Listen to this one from the heavens praise him in the heights above praise him all his angels praise him all his heavenly hosts whoa 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 whoa! when we declare hallelujah we engage with all of heaven in that we're saying hallelujah and we're saying hallelujah angels join in come on now let's hear your harmonies Engage in it. There is something supernatural and divine about a hallelujah connection. And he's saying, with all the heavens. Heaven and earth colliding. Hallelujah. That's rich. That's powerful. Psalm 149. Hallelujah. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of the saints. What is it saying? I'll say it again. Because our God is the creator God, He didn't go, oh, no more creativity. I might be glad of that. that There is creativity. And why is it this thing about new song? Because it's an expression of His identity. We're created in the image of God, the ultimate creator. So when we are creative, it's an expression of Our creator. And so, singing a new song, he loves to be able to give people and go, "Come on, something fresh, something new, something just... oh, there is something about it. That's why a new year. There's that restart. There's something good about new. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of the saints. Psalm 150. That's one. Starts and ends with it. I'll give you the opening verse and the closing verse. Hallelujah. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. There's the two again. And then the final verse of, of all Psalms says this. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It ends with a big hallelujah. Let everything that has breath, hallelujah. The people in and around your world, your life, They have breath. Hallelujah. That's what we want for them. That's what you want for them. Hallelujah. Now, all of this sounds super awesome if you're in a good mood and having a good day things are going well and you passed your test and she said yes and your team won. You know, all of this, oh, hallelujah. I could get this, God. Yeah, I'll sing to you a new song. It's so good. I love it. But what about for the rest of us when life sucks? Things aren't going to plan. Things are unexpected and difficult. And what do you do there? Do I have to dredge up a hallelujah? Yeah, you do. I want to take you to a psalm in a minute that displays all of that. I think I definitely win with a person who woke up the earliest today in this whole room. I went to bed last night at 9 o'clock, excited for today. At 10 o'clock, I woke up one hour later and I was violently sick. We won't get into graphic details, but I was sick. It was like, this is not good, not good at all. So I've been awake since 10 o'clock last night, and uh, things settled down before I got here this morning. I did some things the best I could about that, but it was just like, okay, and and I'm driving here, and I'm not feeling too great, a little shaky, Uh, and I'm going, I know exactly what to do. I knew exactly the three songs I needed to put on. And I needed to just declare some hallelujah. I needed to declare some hallelujah. Come on, Des, praise the Lord. Nothing cool about praising the Lord when it's just all great. Come on now. Come on now. You're going to preach this. Like, here we go. I'm not saying the Lord made me sick, but he's used it. Hopefully, not next week. Here we go Psalm 42. Here is a psalm again. Hear his heart and the significance. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you. Without diving into it too much, a deer is dying of thirst. It's a dry season. It is looking for little waddies and brooks in the ravines where it can get some water. And when they see a deer panting, it is for its very life. It is panting for streams of water. And the psalmist say, my soul, my soul is desperate for you, God, the same way. He's not having a good time. He's struggling. And then he goes, oh God, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. While men say to me all day long, where is your God? I mean, we can relate to this, can't we? It's like, ah, oh. and then, listen to this. These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go with the multitude leading the procession to the house of God. With shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. He's remembering in the midst of his really rough season. He's remembering going with the crowds, with the multitudes who are declaring a hallelujah. He's remembering it and he's craving it. And then he says in verse five, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. Here we go. So in the midst of your rough time and your challenge and all that's around, yet I will praise him. I will praise Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That is what I will do. I will praise Him. And all the time you're sending that message to the enemy, you want me to think it's all over. Well, let me remind you of your future. You're all over one day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah in the midst of that. So, hallelujah is not a theme. Hallelujah is not a feeling. Hallelujah is a declaration. Hallelujah is an action. Hallelujah is a posture that you need to take on board this year. Let me do some neurobics with you. Not aerobics, neurobics. Doing a lot of research in and around this. And um, I'll get into it in the coming weeks, but let's just do this exercise together. Are you ready? You need your hands free. So here we go. Uh, Imagine we're in a class and you're all going to ask the teacher a question. You'd raise your hand, yeah? So instinctively right now, everybody, raise that hand. Okay, all those who raise their left hand, keep it up. The rest of you put yours down. Left handers, keep it up. Oh, look around. Not so many. Not so many, but the most were right, okay? Now, stick with me on this. I often, um, you can put your hand down now. Left it up? <laughs> so I'm like, where do, where do I go with this kind of thing? I'm a bit weird because like, I hit things with my left. I write with my left, but I throw with my right. And I probably would do this for a hand up. But if I kind of wanted help and wanted to punch somebody, I'd do my left. I don't know. So maybe just do both. But go with me on this. I want you now to raise the other hand. So the majority of you, that would be raise your left. Or raise your left, your opposite one. Raise your opposite hand is what I'm saying. Keep it raised. And on three, you're going to shout hallelujah. Stick with me on this, bit of Neurobics, okay? One, two, three, hallelujah. And again, one, two, three, hallelujah. And this time when you do it, just go like that. One, two, three, hallelujah, hands down. There's a reason behind this. There is something in Neurobics that says, if you do something with the unnatural side, it's gonna be a stick. I'm gonna make a recommendation. When you are gonna declare hallelujah every day, multiple times a day, raise your other hand. Just just stick with me. As we go through the year, this is a bit weird. No, it's not. It's it's a common thing that's known. There is something about that. Now, there's a bit more coming up later on, but here we go. Now, when you want to celebrate, hands up. When you want to get someone's attention, hands up. When you want to cry for rescue, hands up. There's something about an expression of celebrate and help with hands up. Here we go in the scripture. It says this. Praise the Lord, all you servants of the Lord. Psalm 134. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, all you servants of the Lord who minister by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. Some of you are like, I don't do that. I'm one of these worshipers. I don't don't do that. Over the weeks, let's me unpack it. Can I just... Let everything that has breath. There is something powerful. This year, for some of you, a breakthrough in your walk with God is going to be igniting the ordinary. Have you ever noticed when God appears to people in the scriptures? For the most part, they're going about their ordinary day, and He ignites the ordinary. I mean, Moses (laughs) literally ignites sees a burning bush in his ordinary day. Most of the things you see Jesus, the people who he encounters are going about their ordinary day. This year, we get to ignite the ordinary with hallelujah. Your everyday different routines, let's ignite the ordinary, and in so doing, it will build audacious faith. I do not anticipate 2024 being a year where we do Church as usual. How's it been going? This year of 2024, even for this nation, what if hallelujah was greater than whatever else is down the road in the calendar? Greater than, hallelujah is greater than. So here's the thing about hallelujah now that I'm gonna dive into that is really powerful. Hallelujah is not in the Old Testament at all until right near the end. In chapter 19 of Revelation, there's only 22 chapters. There's no hallelujah in the whole of the New Testament until near the end. And John has had these visions of the book of Revelation about future things and apocalyptic events and all these different things taking place. And here we read of all the times for the Word to show up. Here we read Revelation 19, verse one through six. I'm gonna read it and here we go. If you wanna see the power of a hallelujah and how we get to divinely connect, here it is. Revelation 19, after this, I heard what sounded like the roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting hallelujah. What? There's nothing in the New Testament reference to hallelujah. All of a sudden I hear this great multitude in heaven and they are shouting hallelujah. Then he carries on. They're saying hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God. Does this, sell a, this is a victory declaration. Hallelujah is a war cry. For true and just are His judgments. He has condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. He has avenged on her the blood of His servants. And again, they shouted, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. Now, <gasps> verse 4. The 24 elders and the four living creatures, I know it's a bit weird, a bit Lord of the Ringsy, but don't worry, stick with it. There's this imagery, but listen, this is significant. Of all the people in the heavenly beings and those who worship, here we have it. The 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who was seated on the throne, and they cried, amen, hallelujah. If a declaration of victory was hallelujah, if the great multitude in heaven is declaring hallelujah, if the 24 elders and the living creatures declare hallelujah, what are we doing? We've got to engage in this. And so verse five then goes on, then a voice from the throne saying, a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you His servants, you who fear Him, both small and great. Then I heard what sounded like, here we go again, a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah, for the Lord God Almighty reigns. So when we declare hallelujah, this is something that is gonna be full circle in the future, but it's declaring that He reigns. It is a supernatural divine word that is declared then, declared in the Psalms, and I believe we have to just get it out. We need to get out a hallelujah. So three hallelujahs will be on screen, deliberately. Three, we've talked about three before. But here we go Number one, hallelujah, praise ye the Lord Is to me and those around me You all need to be declaring hallelujah Every day Every day Declaring hallelujah To yourself Des, praise the Lord What are you doing? Come on now Come on now, praise the Lord People around, hallelujah Praise the Lord People in a difficult situation, a crisis you come you come alongside and you pray with them and you're with them but it's a hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You praise Him when it's difficult and when it's awesome. The second one is yes, I praise the Lord to the King. Lift my praise to the King. The beauty of the word hallelujah it is a belly word. It comes from here. It's not a It's got to come from here. It's a cry. Hallelujah. Like the person near may get some spit off you. It's that powerful. Hallelujah. It's like. Make it. Hurt your voice for a good cause. And then thirdly, we declare hallelujah to the enemy. We declare it to the enemy. So. Message done, like, already oh, Des? wow, yep. Cause we're not, oh, thanks. Wow. 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 But I would say this, that was good, really good. I'll give you that one. And you're forgiven in Jesus' name. Wow. Anyway, can't just talk about it without us leaning into it. We're going to have a time of praise today. We're going to spend some time, three songs. Now, what we are going to do, we're going to invite prayer partners forward. They'll come forward in a moment, and they'll be aware, leaders and prayer partners, because for some of you, you know, you look at this year and there's things in front of you that are going to get in the way of your hallelujah. There's some obstacles, barriers, challenges. They just might get in the way of your hallelujah. Let's get, don't, oh, don't leave the same way you arrived. Come out for prayer and just go, okay, this is what it is. I've got this challenge in front of me. Would you pray for me? And let them pray for you. And when you're finished, you look at each other and you go, hallelujah to one another for yourself declare just just say it at the start of the year I, I've got this challenge nothing too big nothing too small come out for prayer there is power in a house of prayer in a house of praise so definitely in these first two songs will be the time song three is is a banger you may want to be difficult to pray during that but you know I'm saying you know, come out during that time so let me lead us in prayer first of all and then uh Let's do this. King Jesus, King Jesus. Hallelujah. Let everything that has breath, hallelujah. We declare hallelujah over your house here, Lord. May this place be a house of praise, a house of worship, where you dwell blessed are those who dwell in your house they are ever praising you Lord may hallelujah be the word at the beginning and at the end and in the middle we thank you we love you we surrender to you in Jesus name Amen. Let's all stand. Um, You're going to notice that maybe in your worship songs, your playlist, you're going to see the word hallelujah come up a lot more than you did in the past. But now there's a different potential expression of it, isn't there? You're going to go, oh, now I know. And sometimes you're singing it, and it's you. Sometimes it's others. Sometimes it's purely to the Lord. And sometimes it's a declaration of war. You're going to do that. And obviously all of our songs right now, Get us to do that. But there's a moment in this first song that I think it's so unique when this song came out, so unique because of the way it is, but it fits with the word hallelujah. And in the bridge, it's that come on my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song because you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise Lord. I want to encourage you. When the word hallelujah, stick the other hand up. Hallelujah. This may be my, my instinctive hand, but this is my strong one. Hallelujah. So let's dive in. Let's worship. Praise. Prayer partners, come forward now. Be available for people. Wherever well, anything is in the way, when you look at this year of your hallelujah, come for prayer for it. Good? Let's raise the roof, people.